Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm ready to start when you are, Mish. I'm ready. Okay. Hello. Hello. How are you going? Oh, that was good intro, Mish. Thanks. <laughs> I've I don't think I've planned anything for this podcast easily in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Like I just go into it not knowing what I'm gonna do. Mm. I thought about playing that song six hours ago and wow. I stuck to it and it's That's been played now. So and I reckon I reckon I struck gold. People are hooked now. <laughs> They're so excited. Like I've, I've never not planned one. Oh no, I planned one thing. A few months ago, I planned a joke about a wet market and referring to it as my vagina. I and guess. I've just planned on opening this show with, or this episode, I should say, with "In the Navy" by the Village People. And I reckon they're two of our classics now. So for context, for context, I just want to make this really clear. Before we launched into this podcast, Mish uh, looked at me and and our guests, who I will introduce soon. (laughs) I'm not going to do that hour of chatting while she awkwardly sits there. (laughs) Podcasts haven't been around long in 2009, but already we know that's rude. Um, (laughs) But um, (laughs) Mish, Mish. It was like, before we start, I want you to know that I will be starting this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. And Zach's reaction was like, oh, um, oh, okay. I was like, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. I like this. I'm going to sit back and, and I'm going to enjoy I, the ride. And when I played it, I looked at both Zach's face and our guest's face. And in no way did I get the reaction that I thought I was going to get. I thought you guys would be fucking bowled over. I thought that you were going to be like, that was some comic fucking gold from Mish Wittrup. Holy shit. She, she's got it now. It took her a while, but she got there. She can podcast, baby. But no, you guys just sat there and then kind of, sort of almost smirked and just nodded your heads in time. And then... I, I think was, I, I was we crushed. did a little dance. I did a little dance. There was a little dance. Was there was nice. a little anyway, dance. And there um, was definitely an expectation that she would say something, not just play the song. <laughs> no, I'm not that clever. Is um, you played the song and then you stopped playing the song and then we sat in silence for a moment. <laughs> We're just taking it in. We're just taking it the fucking brilliance. I'm telling you right now, our two to five listeners are going to fucking love that. They'll be back next week. Of course, because they've just watched the last three episodes. Of course. And right yes. now we don't have to explain why that song's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Because they've, everyone's just watched the last three episodes. They'll they know exactly why that song was it. played. And there's no need to mention the huge Navy impact of the last few episodes. Anyway. Um, so um, let's keep chatting amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, further ado. Um, Zach and I have uh, come to the realization that this podcast is a lot more bearable when we bring people on <laughs> to mm. and force them to watch MasterChef along with us. So we've brought in another friend. Hi. Um, Naomi <laughs> Higgins is a pro- professional comedian and writer from Melbourne, Australia. And also has just come across a lot of free time, so she was able to watch three hours of MasterChef Australia Season 1, which is pretty cool. It's a lot easier to get guests right now. Thank you for joining us, Naomi Higgins. Thank you so much for having me. I have to say, when you started playing the song, I was like, oh, this must be their new intro song since Mm. the last time I listened. And I was like, I don't... Okay, even though I watched... I know that there's a Navy in the episodes. It did not... So that's the the blank look on my face was... Oh, the oh. the theme song of this MasterChef podcast is mm. "In the Navy" by the Village People. And you didn't want to look totally shocked because then it would show you show us that you, as our mate, have not listened to our podcast. <laughs> well, not in a while. I was very surprised when you told me you were still on season one, which obviously makes sense because we're all at home watching season one. Of still. course, mm. yep, because mm-hmm. it's two thousand nine. Yep, all of us. Um, but wow, it's no, we're still on season one been. because we stopped doing the podcast for a few days. Yeah, not <laughs> a few months. <laughs> not a few not months. Not a few months. Um, um, just for a few days. Um, Noms, how have you found MasterChef so far? It being two thousand and nine, and and all of that. Are you as excited as Zach and I for this culinary masterpiece? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I've forgotten what month of the year it is in two thousand and nine. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, like I reckon, like September. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, sure. it's, you know, being 16, I think um, I've had a really good time watching it with my parents, um, my <laughs> mom, mm-hmm. and my stepdad who's alive. Um, it's been great. <laughs> Love to spend time with them. That's nice. Um, That's really good. Where are you living at the moment? Uh, Bulungarook. Yeah, Bulungarook. Oh, how's Bulungarook? It's really good. I live in a place, um, we're in the Wombat State Forest. Um, so, I'm really, um, I just, I'm trying to figure out, um, has Black Saturday happened yet? Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was a dark day for oh, all of us. Yeah. No, 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 it has happened. No, it has, it has happened. It has happened. Yeah, it happened earlier this year. So, um, you know, it's a stressful time um, coming into next summer. I'm a bit worried that we live in a forest, um, especially since my parents said they will stay. Yeah. You know, I'm sure even if there is a bushfire and they do stay, that they'll survive and they will oh, and look, that well was into a, their 90s. I think mm. the thing I would say... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some dark shit. Uh, I just want to say about so the bushfires, though, just to bring it up. Uh, I want to bring the mood up. Um, I think it's September, once, by the way. It is September. Yeah. Uh, I think on. those were a once in a century occurrence, those bushfires. I, I don't anticipate yeah. anything like that happening again in the no. next few years. No. Um, and something that catastrophic, like awful, mm, mm. Um, we, as, we just couldn't fathom something worse that's kind of our fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, no. So I definitely think the fires are cool. The fires are good from here on out. <laughs> I think if you yeah. live in the country, I'm going to put money on it right now. Uh, invest in property in the country. Invest in an acreage. 
and um, move out there and don't. Don't well, do now that we've your, all come uh, don't into, do your yearly burn-offs. I don't think they're necessary. Well, a whole bunch of us have come into a lot of money because of all that money that Kevin Rudd just gave each of us. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. just invest it and put that, it into an acreage. Because I'm, I'm underage, I didn't get. Oh, it. you didn't get uh-huh. the. You didn't. Don't get worry, I'm the, sure we'll um, get heaps of them. No, I think that's a one-off thing. The liberals hated the idea. They were, they were, they were. Yeah, saying but like will ever. Zach, are you trying to suggest? Are you, you going to tell me, Mish, the libs are going to? Are you, you, you going to tell me that within money? the next? Are you trying to tell me that within the next ten years we'll ever be under a liberal government? Please, oh, no. Not with the success of Ruddy. Not <laughs> under Ruddy. <laughs> Ruddy, Ruddy runs a tight ship. Mm. They back yeah. him, and we back him, and we love Ruddy. Yeah, I'm I sorry. he'll be around longer than John Howard. I think Ruddy, yeah, oh, this is the, sure. the Rudd decade, I think. It's, um, I can't, yeah. you know, it's Kevin 07. Try Kevin uh, 11, Kevin... 27? 27. Kevin. Yeah, I want to see him there for 30 years. Mm. Are you excited to Kevin. vote, Noms? Are you excited to be able to vote? Um, You know, I think I'm going to wait. I'll wait until next year. Hopefully I'll get a little letter in the mail telling me I'm 17 and it's time to enrol. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to um, forgetting to vote um, in a council election, getting fined. Yeah. Mm. That yeah, is the be best cool. part of enrolling at 17. Yeah, yeah that's pretty all, good. All of our international listeners, all of you, um, <laughs> you're probably- we have two or three. You have, you know, you've been following along so well. You might be struggling. We have a thing called compulsory voting in Australia. Yeah, um, it's crazy. It's weird. It's um, crazy. Uh, that's probably the first thing we've said in this podcast that you've struggled with as an international listener. <laughs> Just so you know, that's what it is. You get a fine if you if you vote if you mm. get forced to vote. But what a what a great um, three. Fucking episodes of MasterChef, hey, Mish? What yeah. A, what a riveting, exciting... Uh, the three best we've ever seen. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, Na- Naomi's a very good friend of mine and I don't feel any any amount of guilt that these are the three episodes that we had Because what did Naomi we make her watch? watch? There was the Navy episode. There well, was now the... you've given it away, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> there was the okay. Navy episode. <laughs> I thought, my, in the I thought my cryptic clue at the start would really throw people off, but that's the, fine. The middle episode um, was an elimination. Moussaka. Moussaka. Moussaka elimination. Moussaka. Yeah, then the last episode was our favourites, which are... Huey's Cooking Adventures. Huey's Cookies, adve- cookies Adventure. <laughs> Huey's Cookies Adventure. <laughs> it's pretty um, good. Um, but are we, are what we a- Oh, sorry, go, Mish, yeah. No, no, it's fine. We, you'd think we'd be better at this. <laughs> no, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Um, do we want to launch in and start oh, absolutely. Because, let's That's be what, honest. Yeah. There was a very interesting thing that happened at the start of the of the Navy, ep- the Navy episode. Tell me what you expect, Mish, when you sit down to an evening of MasterChef. It's now been a couple of months we've been watching MasterChef. I'd mm-hmm. love to hear your thoughts as well. Naomi Higgins, mm. our guest for the week. For the half week, when you sit down and you turn on MasterChef Australia, what what do you expect? What 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 are some of the things you expect to see? What's the first images that you're going to see? The house that they live in. Absolutely, yeah. a big component of the show is the fact they all live in a house and eat cereal together. That's a mm-hmm. huge part of the show is yep. is watching Chris eating cereal and going. 
I'm very excited for the show this afternoon, today. Um, I can't wait to cook some meat. Uh, <laughs> he loves meat, that guy. He, he does. Uh, the MasterChef Kitchen. The MasterChef Kitchen, absolutely. Um, Good one, Noms. Good definitely one. Definitely not the, the cafe or the or the uh, bar that's for later in the episode, for sure. Mm. Um, maybe the contestants getting ready, Mish? Yeah, I would say probably the contestants getting ready is a big one. Maybe a Sarah Wilson um, like inviting them into the warehouse to begin their cooking adventure that day. Um, sometimes, sometimes maybe I knew this episode was going to be about the Navy. I'd seen the promos, um, while I was watching neighbors and, um, <laughs> and, um, I, I don't, I don't want to, if I go on a segue about Stingray's death, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever don't come back. Don't talk about it. We oh can talk about God. Black Saturday. We can talk about Black Saturday, <laughs> but if you ever bring up Didge's boyfriend's death. <laughs> Didge was crushed. Thank oh, God. Thank God she's still around. I love Didge. <laughs> love Didge. I love Didge so much. Can I tell you? Can I ever tell you, Mish? Oh, it happened. I said not to bring it up and it happened. And we're off on a segue. It's not like we've got to cover three hours of television in this fucking recap show. Um, so, well, let's fold in another half hour. Um, did I ever tell you, Mish, that my, my – what was your first experience of Didge? Naomi, do you remember Didge? I vaguely remember Didge. I don't have anything uh, to contribute <laughs> to about contribute Didge, about Didge. But I always love to hear about Didge. If anyone has anything to say about Didge, if I you love Didge. if you had the ability to look up a photo of Didge right now, I would do it just to help you. But I mean, it's two thousand and nine, and you don't really. Is, Didge is blonde, right? No, mm, no. Didge is blonde. Okay. Didge is brunette. Didge is. Uh, I think she Sorry. wears like uh, overalls. Mm. Didge is a tomboy. Yeah, uh, she's, she's a tomboy, um, and then and Stingray falls in love with her. She really um. So is that Stingray, right? is that right? I believe so. And Stingray, well, it was I. I was only on last week, so I, I, I was. It was traumatizing. I blocked it out. So the, my first experience with Didge, the, when I discovered Didge was going to be coming into the world of neighbors, was um I went to uh, Pizza Hut for a um for a all you can eat Pizza Hut. Uh, meal when mm. I was um, 17 and um, uh, and I went with my family and we got a Didge, I got a Didge trading card. They were giving out neighbours trading cards with all the new characters and, oh, and cool. I, I thought, who's this cool person? This person's mm. really, really cool. Um, mm. I can't wait to get to know her. So my first experience of Didge was not on the show but rather as a trading card I got at Pizza Hut. That's cool. How good's Pizza cool. Hut? Love Pizza Hut. Yeah. It's yeah, so accessible as well. Yeah, that's here to stay for sure. Um, Anyway, so, so no, what I was going to say is I'd seen the previews. I knew it was going to be about the Navy. So I was expecting maybe uh, the two cooks, not not Matt because Matt is off somewhere else, the two cooks, Sarah Wilson, standing on a jetty as they walk up to some music. I was expecting exactly. to see something like that, but that's not yeah. – oh, no, 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 that's not <laughs> what we saw. What did we see, Mish? Um, we saw the three judges sitting – you know, it what looked like they'd cleared out the tasting room and surrounded it in black curtains Very and they were mysterious. sitting at a low round table with a down light. Dr- they were drinking cognac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were drinking cognac 
and looking at headshots of previous contestants. It was so mm. serious. It was so uh, full on. It was, it was moody. And it was a little sexy. I mean, oh, it was fucking sexy as. It, it was, was a little film noir. It was yeah. a little film noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and I want I, you to know, Noms, I don't know if you've watched a lot of MasterChef this season, but that, it doesn't usually start like that. It doesn't, it doesn't usually start like that. And there was no build up. It was, it was just in and I'm like, It was just three men. It was just three men looking at black and white photos of women in the dark. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is why this Street show. Lamp shining through. <laughs> this is why this show is elevating television. Could you imagine turning on network television even a year ago, six months ago, and seeing something tinged with film noir references, seeing the three sexiest men on television, I'm going to say it, sitting around a table, sipping on cognac, it was about power. Mm. It was saying something. And I've never seen that in a reality show. I've never seen that on commercial television for that That's a very good assessment of that, though, Zach. Oh, it was very, very I know you're I know you're currently at acting school, but maybe you should look into like a film and TV kind of thing. Oh, I'd love that. I would love that. I would love you know to what? work for I'm the gonna... ABC one day. Uh, you know what? I think this is like the golden age of television. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, That's what makes really... you say that? Well, yeah. I just, it's just gripping. I don't know how TV could get better than this. Yeah, well, you we have it... like five channels now. Like that's mm-hmm. so many. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. it's heaps. Um, and also like you, 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 I was in it. Instantly, like mm. MasterChef has that effect usually, but I was like, "What's gonna happen?" Mm. And they were like looking at photos of like Aaron. You remember Aaron? Mm. And they were looking at photos of Justine. Remember her? Mm-hmm. It's full on. They were looking at photos of um, <laughs> the one that talks like this, Melissa. No, not Melissa. Ma- what oh, the fuck her was her name? Was. She always know. she <laughs> made things out of lavender extract, and she <laughs> won a beauty contest. But never well, no, specified she, what the beauty contest no, was. No, no, no. She didn't win it. She got Miss Congeniality. Oh, did she? No, oh. she didn't win. She got Miss Congeniality. And one day she can you made a, a worse fate. Yeah, can you? She's <laughs> like one one day she made a netting out of white chocolate with no. a jasmine extract. <laughs> it was full on. Um, um, anyway, so what they were doing was. They didn't, we got no warning and Zach and I are obsessed with this show. We got no warning at all, but they're bringing back old people who they believe deserved a second chance. Now, and they're not just, I was expecting them to bring them back as like maybe for, uh, to play against each other for a single wild card. I was expecting no. them to come back, like to throw in one person. Nah. Um, no. They're just in. They're just in the competition again. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. They brought back. Tom, who left us months ago, months ago, <laughs> and he Tom failed on something really basic, and he's just, oh, we'll bring him back. Let's just bring him back. But what no I really loved, what I really loved, where they were like, who deserves a second chance? Should it be Poe, who is this amazing cook? She's created incredible dishes, abacus beads. What's that? Should it be Justine, who was a front runner the whole time, made one simple mistake? Should Maybe we should bring her back. Oh, I don't know. Should it be Trevor? The man who cooked us bait. <laughs> Maybe it could be him. Trevor's not coming back. He uh, fed you bait, you psychopath. <laughs> he made... I don't know. Did you see that? Obviously, yes. Great. I'm yeah, going to refresh sorry? your memory. <laughs> right, yeah, I want to 
relive it. Trevor, this this idiot, went on a boat to oh, catch some right. fish. Oh, no, he's lovely, actually. But he went on a boat to catch some fish and couldn't catch a fish. This was to cook in one of the competitions. And so bought the bait off the fisherman and cooked the bait for the judges. And they genuinely tried to make us believe that they were contemplating bringing that madman <laughs> back into the competition. Is that even food safe? No, that's why they were like, this is fucked. What are you doing, Trevor? Anyway, they brought back, obviously, Poe, obviously, Justine, and then for some reason, Tom. (laughs) Tom's all right. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) You have a reputation to uphold. I've got nothing. Tom's a dickhead. Um, um, Anyway, so uh, they don't bring back Trevor, which is really, really great. But I do love, I do love just, like, the, the no, like, reality show-esque barrier for entry just like who's back <laughs> like there's no like not like there wasn't like everyone could come back like i feel like maybe in later seasons they might do something like that where everyone has a shot at coming back yeah like like an equitable shot at coming back there was no yeah, like, i don't the... know i don't know how reality television could get more dramatic than this but there is a possible there is a po- like You'd think there would be a possibility to dramatise the fact that they're bringing people back rather than just saying they're back. <laughs> yeah. just being well, like, nothing, nothing these three gets, people are back now. Well, nothing really gets more dramatic than three men sitting around a table in the dark drinking cognac. That was pretty fucking dramatic. <laughs> I, also, um, I also really loved um, when they brought them back. There was something about like, they, I can't remember the phrasing exactly, but Gary said something along the lines of like, you guys are all great and, and you're really like, you're all deserving of being in the final four, um, in the final week. But we also brought back the people that are better than you. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. We got Julie, Sam, and a man who laughs at gnocchi. Like the only person in these four that deserve to be in the final week is Chris. And they're just like, we've brought back who we think should be in the finals. Like I love just this like... Somewhere along the line, we've fucked up and we've done, like, the wrong type of... Something's gone wrong, but now you are the final four. It was fucked. Um, But Noms makes a point, though. It's not like they've ever brought somebody back on, you know, Survivor or Australian Idol or anything like that. People don't just come back. MasterChef is a revolution. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, Mm. Also, I will say that the best thing about three people coming back means that the show is even further from ending. <laughs> well, I did want to ask, do you know if they're filming it, how far in advance they are filming it as we're watching it? I've never contemplated that sort of question in my life. In about six <laughs> it's years. 2009. In about six years, I'm going to become good friends with a, like an assistant producer on that show. And I, can, I reckon in six years' time, I'd be able to tell you that it's around about three months. Mish. Right, so yeah? would they would they still be would they have still been filming it mm-hmm. as we started watching it a few months ago? Oh, I reckon that's a good so. question. You reckon I wouldn't so. be surprised. I'm just wondering if maybe they saw how good the ratings were and just decided to lengthen the show. Well, they went in adding three people back in. They went in going, "These ratings are going to be good because we're going to play this show six nights a week, <laughs> so it's going to be good." It has to be. That either stinks of confidence or like a network that is just throwing everything at the wall. It's almost like Channel 10 panicked and went, let's just all in. 
All in for this one. Do you want to know a little bit of behind the scenes about why Channel 10 started making MasterChef? Why have you not ripped out these fun facts? (laughs) What the fuck? You have this information? (laughs) What do you mean? Zachary, we have been working. Eating the George joke for fucking 10 episodes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was talking about my vagina in comparison to a wet market because we have run out of things to say. And just now, you've suggested maybe maybe you could bring to the table facts about the show. Mish, I almost Not only facts, guarantee, but insider information about the show as I well. I almost guarantee I've said this seven times already. <laughs> oh, okay. And you've just forgotten, and I've just forgotten, and we've lost our minds, and one of our three listeners will be like, actually, he said it in episode two. <laughs> actually, Zach, hate to DM you about this, but you actually said it in episode two. <laughs> And I'll be like, oh, I did. Uh, thanks for pointing that out. And I'll be like, it's fine. Love your work. <laughs> Love only Donna. Is Broden single? <laughs> um, so they, um, no, well, the reason is because you know that Master, that Channel 10 used to be the youth broadcaster. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So up until last year, 2008, they were the youth broadcaster and their target demographic was, I think, like maybe 15 to 25 or 15 to 35. And just this year they've moved to the same demographic as seven and nine. Maybe I didn't raise it because it's a boring as batshit fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, it was no, good. No, but this is why they raised it. But. I mean, I've never understood why you would leave behind the youth. If you're a, if you're a, um, if you're a free-to-air television show, uh, television channel, seven and nine aren't aren't making content for young people. Why wouldn't you be be um, just really engaging with the youth? I think that's a really good strategy. Don't well, you? Well, I think no. I think if I was a network and I wanted to target a demographic, I would probably do something like create a second channel and just target it towards women. Mm. Like if I was channel 10, I'd be like, I'm going to create another channel and all of the promotional material for this channel is going to be about women Mm. and um, maybe call it something kind of cute. Yeah, it could be like 10. Apricot or something. Or 10 bottom, 10 bum, Mm. 10 bum. What it? Yeah. Ten pink. Ten pink. Yeah, ten pink. Oh, yeah. I that. Yeah. If, if in this case, copyright. If in this case, and then case, you could do a like man's one as well. You could do a man you could call one. It like seven cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. could. Seven you, cunt. Seven. No, I wouldn't watch that, but Zach, you probably watch that. I'd love it. If it seven, stop yelling some at family me. Family Guy. Chuck on some Becca. <laughs> what else could it be called? It could be called. It could be called Seven, Please Let Me Get a Job. <laughs> you know? It could be called um, It could be called Seven, Why Is Your Leg okay, Hair Okay But Not Mine? Because you know it's I mean? gross on a girl. Yeah. Is that what you're talking? Gross. Yeah, but that's all I need to be told. Gross. You just need to tell me. that. I don't know that it's gross unless you tell me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I need to be clear to everyone listening. I'm being ironic because it's 2009. You can have leg hair if it was 2019. Zach, you're a coward. Oh, coward. <laughs> anyway. I'm, look, I'm having, can I just say Sarcasm it, font. 
right, guys. Naomi, right. I'm happy to burn. I'm happy to burn and I'm happy to go down because someone didn't understand a well-written joke. I'm not happy. I'm not happy to burn because of recaps with Mission Zach. <laughs> if this show is the end of me. <laughs> this is it. I'm so sorry if this ruins your career. All right, anyway, let's continue on so that we can finish. Uh, uh, all the contest- That's what she said, right? <laughs> that was cute. I love The Office. What's, what are we up to? Season four? Yeah. Oh, are you talking about The American Office? Gross. I only like The British Office. How are you watching The British Office? I've got it on DVD. Oh, okay. Oh. I like watching um, The American Office on... Channel 10? Uh, is it on Channel 10? It'd be on quite late, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, it'd be on late. Yeah. I, always, I also found, I saw this episode of the show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I've got it. Like, I it was playing at like 11 p.m. I think it was Channel 10, but I don't know how to find it's it. It's amazing. Again. I've got all of them. I've got all of them on my, on my laptop. If I haven't really seen. Yeah, no, no, if no, we well, want to hook up um, USB, <laughs> like, yeah. a, if you've got, I can put it on a USB port I love that. for you. <laughs> I haven't seen It's Always Funny in Philadelphia in 2009. And in, say, like 2020, I reckon I also would never have watched it, but I've definitely told people I have. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just easier. I think it's going to be one of those shows. Anyway, um, all the contestants, they pull up to what is called the HMAS Knibla or Knabla, um, which is a big, big ship. And Julie goes, It was a huge ship. Is this why you were playing in the Navy? Mm, Yeah. Okay. Does it make sense now? You got it? Yeah. Sorry, it's pretty highbrow. That was some pretty highbrow humor that I threw at you. I'm I'm I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I should have I actually come to think of it, I should have run it past you before I did it. I would appreciate that. It was that very, very highbrow. I mean it's lucky that you released the podcast as the show goes on, because I think if people didn't hadn't just seen that, then mm. they would be really confused. Absolutely. Up until you explained it later on why you were playing in the Navy. Yeah, but why would anyone create a podcast like that? That sounds niche as fuck and really dumb. <laughs> sounds yeah. like a waste of time for people trying to build their careers. Yeah, that's it. Um, so they rock up they're, they're told that their challenge is that they have to make a lunch for some sailors. There's 200 sailors in total mm. and that they have to feed 200 sailors. Um, yeah. at one point someone says 200 men, uh, and there were some women there. Just wanted to point that out. Quite a few women. Um, there, yeah, quite a few. <laughs> yeah, there were quite a we'll few women. We'll get to Sam's statement. There, really. Um, but that, I think, I believe that was the I end can't of wait. the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, then Tom, just then Tom, Justine, and Poe rock up, meaning the show's never going to end because it's just going to be even longer than it was. Um, and they're all really clearly petrified that Poe is back because they're like, "Oh, it's Poe, it's Poe." But it's no Poe. one mentions that Tom's back. No one mentions <laughs> that he's back. They're all just like, obviously, quite scared because Poe's back, um, which makes a lot of sense because when Poe left, Zach and I were very confused. We don't know why because it's two thousand and nine. <laughs> But we were really confused, almost as if, almost as if Zach and I knew that Poe makes it to the final two. Do you know what I gotta say? I gotta say, Mish, I'm so glad you reminded me of that because that episode when Poe lost, I would say, as much as you're sick of watching MasterChef, and I am as well, that episode (laughs) makes it all worth it because I have never had a more thrilling moment of television ever. Ever. Yeah, it was pretty fucking down, weird. Know the ending. 
Yeah. You know who is going to lose and be like, oh, watch <laughs> Sam, Fedora Boy, yeah. and Po Ling Yao. Is that mm-hmm. her name? Yes. Yep. These two, this Titan and boy with, who wears mm. T-shirts and fedoras <laughs> have a little spoonfuls of food, watching that 20 minutes going, why am I watching this? I know who's going to win. And then Poe losing. I Yeah. It was the most real Mandela effect thing that has ever happened. Fucked. Me up. <laughs> it fucked me up. I think if I didn't see the um the the pictures on the table at the start saying they were gonna bring someone back, I would have had a conniption. Yeah, it was very fucking weird. The the <laughs> episode that Zach and I recorded after we'd seen that Poe had left was absolutely insane. Um anyway. So they all pick out their meals and they're like, oh, so we have to cook something. So these three people are just back, by the way, just to confirm. It's not like they're in a competition to get back back into the competition. They're just back. Welcome back. You you got kicked out. The whole show's a sham because it doesn't even matter if you get kicked out. You can just come back. Um, Anyway, uh, they all have to cook dishes. I don't remember what they were cooking. Um, My favorite thing, though, is that I believe Tom was cooking a curry. Mm. So I'm going to make a chicken curry. Um, And then they do a shot of George who's standing with a sea captain And he says to the sea captain, what do you think goes into a good curry? So this is George Columbaris, a successful chef. Hatted chef. A hatted chef. Young chef of the year last year, I believe. Yep. Arguably one of the highest paid chefs in the country, especially now that he is the judge for what is the number one show in the country. Um, George is asking a sea captain what he thinks goes into a good curry. And the sea captain's answer was, oh, flavor and, and moist. I've got to say there is nothing better than how much they lent on the sea captain, like, judging the food. Like, how much the sea captain's opinion of the food was, like, considered relevant. Like, he went around and tried. Like, there's just one point where Sam, who, like, we know that it was raw or bad or something. Something was wrong with that meal. Sam gives him the pasta and he was like, yeah, that's good. Like, <laughs> why are you judging the food? You're a sea captain. Yeah, well, it- to if he's going to feed it to 200 people, if he can say that that is fucked and bad, mm. then that's actually probably a pretty good... If you can't make a sea captain happy mm. with your culinary work, mm. maybe you shouldn't be feeding it to lots of people and they will be poisoned. That's okay. true. All right. I didn't realise that Naomi was such a big advocator for the producers on this show, but okay. Um... <laughs> Um, I will I'm say though, I'm advocate for sea captains, guys. I do not care about the producers of this show. Yeah, fair. I um, just care about the navy. Oh, that's nice. Um, but I will say, so every, all of our listeners know that I hate Sam. Like, I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's a little. This dick. is the little mullet kid, right? Yeah, the little kid, the child that shouldn't be there, who doesn't like to cook. He hates food and he can't cook. So I'm I don't know starting what he's doing to feel sorry for him, Mish. Because I think he knows that everyone wants him to lose and I think it's hurting his feelings. And whilst I think he was a little bit of a douchebag on the last episode, other than that, he's very aware of the fact that he should go. <laughs> Maybe. Is he a douchebag? Yeah. No. He's just a, he's just. He a is boy. the one who says that it's 200 men, yes? Yes. Because I caught that as well. So yeah. at the end of the episode, it, it was at the end of the episode um, where, it's, where he made pasta. And, prawns um, and pasta. Yeah. Pasta prawns, yeah. Like, and, mm. and the way they were serving, they were serving it in Bay Marines. It was like mm. 
you know, massive he, amounts he of He used food. that San Remo tricolor pasta as well. Just massive amounts <laughs> of food. And um, just like not the great best thing to cook for a big uh, group of people. And um, when, when, when afterwards they were talking to him and they were like, now, Sam, you did pasta, didn't do that well. Not many people were eating it. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I was like, I, it was a warm day. And I mean, I, I didn't anticipate it was, you know, 200 hungry boys. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that's a, 200 hungry boys. I don't want my little prawn pasta. <laughs> I was like, there were so many women on that ship. <laughs> what are you doing, you yeah, little man? It. It's, a, it's it's fucked. The whole thing was mental. Um, but what I did like was when the sea captain did say to him, oh, it's good, it gave Sam this ridiculous sense of false security and he beamed and he just looked like such a cocky, arrogant little man-child. I think and then when his pastor failed, And then when his pastor failed, his reaction to it was just ridiculous. Like... He was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, no, nah, guess people don't like my pasta. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's okay. Oh, only six votes. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> only six. Shit. Like, it was just like, just say that sucks. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> say that. Say it. Just <laughs> fucking say it. Don't laugh like you don't care. Oh, fuck off. I, I, love, I addressed I this love, last I'm, week. Yeah, I addressed go. this last week. I have a feeling that Sam triggers me so hard because when I was 24 and three years, shut the fuck up. When I was 24, <laughs> boys like Sam were everywhere and none of them wanted to kiss me. None, <laughs> none of them wanted to hang out with me. Yep. They just wanted to hang out with boys exactly like them. Mm-hmm. Oh. You went to, am I right <clears throat> in saying, Miss, you went to an all-girls school, didn't you? Yes. Did you, like, have an old boys My relationship with men is fine because of it, I swear <laughs> to God. It has nothing to do with my feelings about men or the fact that I couldn't talk to them for years. It yeah, nothing- it's amazing that you earmark 24 <laughs> as when you were having trouble talking to boys. I'm balanced and I'm fine. <laughs> my school offered us all the extracurricular activities that we wanted. We had a nice uniform. <laughs> We got a good lesson about our periods. Going to an all-girls school was fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, I'd trade a blazer for learning how to socialise any day. Yeah. (laughs) My blazer was highly decorated. Thank you very much. Oh, man, that's a funny thing. There's something funny about blazers with lots of little badges on them. That was my fucking blazer. I was a prefect. Can you believe yeah, that you. shit? Yeah. I can, Mish, I can. Oh, I believe it's not that I believe surprising. you're capable oh, okay. of anything. <laughs> you <Sorry. ugly> bitch. <laughs> Thanks, um, guys. So, yeah, so I don't know how much we need to talk about. People tried lots of things. There was a great moment that I feel like Mish will probably want to talk about where where everyone was voting and when they were voting they were like, I like the shanks because it had lots of meat in it. I liked the, um, I liked the chicken because I love meat. There's a lot of I love meat going on. Yeah. Poe made a cauliflower and uh, no, a potato and leek soup, which looked really yummy and actually ended up doing quite well, but she got highly criticized because, and then George says to his like, you thought of serving soup to sailors? <laughs> I was like, I was just Sorry, like, I'm yeah, can't. George on this. Sorry. No one's going for the soup. No one's Sorry. going for she the soup. She got plenty of, she got, why don't sailors want soup? 
These sailors, these boys. I know that's a controversial work and boys. They get up before the bloody sunrise, probably. Hard working boys. They need something to fill them up. They're not going to eat potato and leek soup with the little croutons. I realise that what I just said, asking that question, is an incredibly controversial statement to make in 2009. <laughs> Mish, and I did, I'm sorry, please continue to work Mish, with me, Zach. Please be my friend, Naomi. Introduce me to all you, your friends mate, and guys. Mate, I, like, <laughs> I'm happy they for you to They might be a bit bank. young for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm happy, Mish, for they you to They won't be in 10 years, back. no. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> In 10 years, it's fine. So if you want to consider that in 10 years' time, like introducing me to your male friends, like that's fine. Go on, in 10 years, I'll probably have heaps too. I reckon so. Um, Mish, I, 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 I am happy for you. I, I'm happy to acknowledge that in 10 years, you'll probably be a vegan. Um, and I'm happy for you to, and I'm happy to acknowledge that in 10 years, you'll struggle around irony and jokes around the vegan topic. But I want to say, I will always support you. Um, in your life choices, mm-hmm. if what you are backing is the eradication of uh, the murder and um, and mm. enslavement of animals for our food and uh, clothing, if that's what you're going to fight for, um, I will say you're a stronger person than me and I will always back you. Mm-hmm. If you're going into fight for soup... <laughs> You might struggle a little there. Yeah, you've lost us. Well, lucky, lucky it's too. You've lost us asking the question: Why don't these people want potato and leek soup for lunch? Come on, no, it's not even an entree. This soup. Yeah, it's the. You're telling me they're supposed to walk in and choose that. Look, cunt. Lasagna? Bitch. Vegan or not? It's 2009, and so I can comfortably say that soup is bullshit unless there's a steak in it. I can comfortably (laughs) say that in 2009. That's absolutely fine. But I do, however, feel like we should move on. (laughs) Just, you know, whatever. Um, Because Justine made the big meat dish, which was the shanks, because there was the most meat she won, um, which wasn't surprising. She got the most votes from the the sailors. Um, All the male sailors voted, voted for Justine. What a fucking shock. Anyway, I don't think they saw who made it. I didn't say that, Jack. They saw. Yeah, but they saw. <laughs> I just, you were doing so well before when you were like, I don't like Sam because Sam... Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm really going oh, hard Oh, but then you, the hot girl with the meat wins. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't care for Sam. I don't care for Sam. I don't like the way that he, uh, he completely disengages and, and completely ignores the female members of our armed forces. I think that's completely rotten. But the main reason I don't like him is he doesn't want to go on a date with me. <laughs> just say i don't like how all those navy boys voted for the hot chick she's a bitch it has nothing to do with my private school education at all all i'm saying is that if i made lamb shanks on a ship i don't think i'd get that many as many votes as justine i'm just saying and zach i can certainly say if you made the lamb shanks on a ship you wouldn't have gotten the votes either but but just hot girl made some shanks and she won that's that's the moral of the fucking story, okay? We all saw it. Um, anyway, okay, at the end, she got the most votes. Somebody. Sam got the least. What? You got some shit here around Shanks and Hot Girls. <laughs> Just On the Venn diagram of Mish's issues, it's like right in the little Right in the centrepiece, yeah. yeah. Shanks and Hot Girls. 
Um, anyway, Sam got the least amount of votes. He's in that middle bit too. Mm. Um, uh, he only got six votes. <laughs> um, and then Tom got the second to least votes with his chicken, chicken cousin. Can I say my yeah, favorite? Hey, oh, sorry, go. Chris. So Chris got shit number of votes, but then the 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 the, the, the captain gave him ten points. Yeah. Which I would call rigged. Yeah, I'd it, call it stank of it stank of. So that was the captain's favorite meal. That wasn't the tiebreaker. They never framed it as a tiebreaker. You're mm. right, Naomi. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And he, there's never, there's never, oh, the captain's coming around. He's, he gets 10 points. We only hear that in the freaking Naomi. In, when they're talking separately in interviews. That's really, really sweet, Sorry, Naomi. Re- but what you're, what you're not taking on board here is that it's reality television mm. reality television so it's real it's not rigged um you sound like one of those weird conspiracy theorists yeah do you do you understand how reality television works do we it's need to explain genre, that to you so little girl <laughs> well look if it, if it makes you feel it comfortable in saying that you don't understand it's fine zach and i have had heaps of high school girls on this podcast <laughs> So feel, my yeah, so feel free to discuss with us if you don't understand. If you want to talk about your period, don't do it around Zach because he's a boy and that's Gross. weird. Here's the two okay. things I don't want to hear about from a girl, <laughs> pooing and periods. Yeah. So don't, but you can talk about them with me if you'd like. Um, you know what I would love, Mish? What's that? If you warned me about UTIs because I have a feeling no one's going to get around to telling mm. me about them. I get that. And I'm going to have to find out on my own. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. I wish someone at your age had told me about fanny farting because no one warned me about that. To be fair, anyway. I, to be fair I, I don't think that's a gendered thing. I think fanny farting, I think they should sit down, both boys and girls, <laughs> yeah. and just say, so yeah. you know, because sometimes not, fannies fart, it's not Because your it's fault. very possible. It's very it's possible. It's not your fault. That out of high school. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not um, your fault. It's not your fault. It's okay. It's not your fault. It, because it's very, very possible that out of high school, where I did go to an all-girls school and we did a lot of talking about things like sex and vaginas and getting fingered and stuff, mm-hmm. it is very possible that out of high school, I will have an experience in which I fanny fart mm-hmm. and have a full-blown panic attack about it. Because no one explained it to me. And it's also very possible that the other person in the room when that happened has to explain to me what they are <laughs> to calm me oh, down. No. Okay? You know, no one's ever explained that to me and I don't think anyone ever will. But somehow I don't think I'll have a meltdown about it. Well, you and I are different. Maybe it has something to do with the <laughs> fact that you went to school with boys. I don't fucking yeah. know. It's possible. <laughs> Anyway, we then so Tom and Sam are in the bottom two, so they go into the next. Sorry, step. Yeah. no, sorry, I'm still not done. Okay, Chris, he okay. So the when people came, they got to choose what dish they wanted to eat, and then people came back for second and thirds, and so then no one was eating the soup. Uh, Justine's lamb shanks were, everyone was eating that. 
Everyone's yep. also eating Chris's dish. Yep. And yet, without the captain's 10 points, he would have been in the bottom. So how shit was his meal? So shit. Sorry, I'm done now. Just had to point that no, out. No, I understand. It's, uh, it's infuriating, but lucky it's reality, right? <laughs> um, so we go into the taste test between Sam, who had the least amount of points, and Tom, who didn't have the least amount of points, but they wanted him to be in the bottom two very clearly because they don't want him to be here there anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And George, in the taste testing room, there's a giant table covered in cloches, which are little silver revealing devices. And <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Tom are standing opposite these cloches. And Zach's Zoom has frozen in a very yeah, funny I, spot. Zach, talk for me. Oh. He's fucking gone, man. Oh, my God, we've lost Zach. What are we going to do? <laughs> he just he was frozen and I didn't – you weren't acknowledging it. So I was like, okay, oh, no. <laughs> we just keep no, going. We don't edit our podcast. This is just it now. I don't know what to do. You don't edit it? No, we don't edit. What are we going to do? Guys, we've lost Zach. I'm going to I'm going to message him on my on my Nokia 3315 <laughs> and see where he is. We've lost you, Zach. <laughs> anyway, we're just going to keep going and hopefully he'll pop back in. Um so yeah, they're standing across <laughs> from keep going. We have to. No, the show co-host is gone. It's okay. We'll we'll work through what this. What do you mean it's okay? I think he's angry because I brought up fanny farting. <laughs> he, I oh saw. Oh my god, Naomi, do you think he's? He mad was at pretending me? to be a feminist. I could tell he was pretending to be a feminist, but then when you said fanny farting, mm. I could see it in his eyes. He was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, gross. Do you think maybe he's mad at me? He oh. looks mad. <laughs> Oh, wait, Zach's back. Yes, yeah. hello, I'm back, I'm back. Welcome back. You're not Thank mad you. at me, are you? <laughs> no. What, what would have made me mad? I don't know. We thought maybe you got a bit disgusted when I started talking about farting from my fanny. Yeah. <laughs> so I just then, disappeared from the recording <laughs> studio. And then Naomi suggested that you were pretending to be a feminist. And then <laughs> oh, talking no. about fanny farting and UTIs made you feel sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> All right. So. I am a, look, I, I, why would I need to be a feminist? It's 2009. Feminism hasn't been a thing since the 70s. Yeah, I'm not a feminist. Yeah. I just think that men and women should be equal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. But that's not quality. feminism. Mm. That's not feminism. Look under my arms. There's no hair there. I'm not a feminist. Well, yeah, that's gross. Well, that's gross. Yeah. Anyway. Don't say that, Mish. I'm sorry. Are you Okay. Yeah, it's just gross. Yeah, I know. It's pretty pretty fucking full on. I literally <laughs> just talked about the time I fanny farted and scared myself. I think <laughs> we're fine. Anyway, um, Tom and Sam are standing across from the cloches and then George comes out with a big tray and he reveals it and Sam goes, oh, it looks a bit like a lasagna. <laughs> and he's like, what do you think this is? And Sam goes, oh, a lasagna. <laughs> and George is like, it's my mother's moussaka. Right? Moussaka. 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 And they were like, oh, sick. Now, it's 2009, and I didn't know what a moussaka was. Um, but <laughs> it, it looks do- like a lasagna. It I'll looks like a lasagna, but with eggplant pieces instead of pasta, mm. right? Um, looks kind of fucking delicious. And considering MasterChef is the number one show in the country, I reckon there's going to be mothers across Australia cooking moussaka for their children. Mm. You, reckon you reckon moussaka is going to become a thing now? Because yes, of, I because reckon. Of, yeah. Everyone who doesn't own a lasagna pan has gone out to buy a lasagna pan, but not for lasagna. It's to cook George's mother's moussaka. Moussaka. 
Um, so the we've done taste tests before, boys and girls, and nuts two thousand and nine, boys and girls. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, uh, fuck. Um. Uh, we've done taste tests before. We know how they work. They take a spoon, they taste it, and one by one, they label the ingredients that are in the moussaka. And if any one of them fucks up, they're out of the competition. Instantly. Yeah. Now it's between Sam and Tom. So I couldn't have given a fuck. And I reckon I couldn't have given a fuck in 2020 as well as in 2009. So I didn't care who won or lost, but I kind of knew because my memory served me correctly. I did, it did, uh, it did, um, I did love, um, the tone of this episode it goes to show oh how God. much people don't feel like Sam deserves to be in this competition. Yeah. That Tom and Poe, Tom especially, Tom who has lost, Tom who lost the game and was just put back in it, felt mm-hmm. he deserved to win more than Sam. Yep. He was like... Well, luck's got to run out eventually for Sam. But Tom, <laughs> you lost, and now you're in the game again. And Poe's well, they, like, they, kept, they were like, "How many times have you been in uh, the bottom two, Sam?" He's like, "Oh, this is my ninth time." And they all just glared at him. Like, ninth. Get wow. the fuck out of our competition. <laughs> Poe. Poe was like, um, "Sam, Sam's risen from the dead." I'm like, Poe, <laughs> you literally came back into the competition <laughs> after losing to Sam. So fucked. Oh, so fucked. Oh, also, just very, very, very quickly, before they tasted the moussaka, all the winners, so everyone who wasn't Tom and Sam, went to a restaurant by Mark Best, who is Mm. apparently one of the best chefs in Australia, to his restaurant, which is called Mark. And it's definitely iconic. um, It's an iconic Melbourne restaurant that won't shut down in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do love love the idea that, like... um, when you go, all right, I've heard that the head chef of Mark is the best chef in Australia. <laughs> but what is his name? <laughs> um, I really loved Mark Best and the contestants um, sitting down and talking. And, and Mark taught them everything he knew about being a professional chef. For a moment there, I thought, I wonder if he's going to ask them any questions about what it is to be a contestant on a reality show. Um, but then I thought, no, why would he ever want to know that? He's a three-hat chef. He's never going to be a contestant on a reality show. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Little little Google one for you guys. You can yeah. Google Mark Best and go, <laughs> very, oh, very good, Zach. <laughs> um, very good, Zach. So, so back, back to the room with the moussaka. Um, now, Sam, are these, are sorry? these tasting things, are they always this intense? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. It's full on. And My they God, always the guess George salt talks. late in the game. How does George talk, Noms? Well, I wrote down some of my favourite things. Oh, we, good. So the, fir- what, the first thing that um, Tom said was eggplant, which was one of the ingredients. He got that correct. I just, I can't... George... I can't handle his little tiptoe. I don't know if you've talked about this before. No, no. Where please. he like jitters up and down when he emphasises words. <laughs> yeah, he does. He kind of vibrates up. That my um, that my 21-year-old boyfriend said he probably stole off Gordon Ramsay. Um, but I couldn't fucking handle the way he jumped. He, 
he pops up and down as he's talking and he's popping up and down and he said that um, eggplant is very common in Greek cookery. Um, and why does he always talk exactly like that? Why does he... He overpronounces words, and but it's... You know what? who it reminds me of? Hey. A lot of people remind me... Well... Hmm. <laughs> I'm just wondering if do I... Do you need say. to do a hypothetical situation? Sure. Okay. Hypothetically, yes. if uh, fast forward, I'm, I know, uh, let's say that politics sort of heats up. I don't know why that would happen. Um, say Nazis were back. Um, I, why That's would weird, they but yep. Okay, say, yeah. say there was like this big guy, uh, what could his name be? Like a big blonde guy um, okay. who could maybe like, you know, try to rally people around Australia. Um, who is not particularly very educated, but just speaks, just overpronounces every consonant. Yeah. Like he is intelligent, but even some of the words that they're saying aren't words. And I feel like George does the same thing. Yep. As this guy, whose name I genuinely have forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> Blair Cottrell. Blair Cottrell. <laughs> I thought like for a Blair second I was like Kim Beasley. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I swear, I swear he said the word enhancens. I'm sure he'd said it. George said enhancens. I sh- I'm sure he said it. And it's just this way of over-articulating everything so that, make, that you think makes you sound smart, and it fucking does not. Anyway, it's very common in Greek cookery. <laughs> <laughs> he, had some, he had some corkers in this one, George. He really George. did. Uh, the way he a- says, my mum's moussaka. What? I'm sorry. I, I was screaming at my television. I yeah, was absolutely screaming at it. It's full I loved, on. I loved uh, I loved my favorite George quote was um was, was he was talking about he was like uh you know, we're ten ingredients down, ten to go. Um but oh. as you know, the halfway point uh halftime is yeah. always the most exciting point of a sports game. It was fucking he goes, the second half of any football match is the one that counts. They're, They're eating your mother's moussaka. They're not fucking playing footy, mate. They're eating uh, a moussaka. The, um, the a amount. terrible analogy because yeah. there's as much time in the first half as there is in the second half of a football match. I would argue that it is even harder to taste your mum's moussaka because <laughs> it's much harder to guess sage than it is to guess cheese. Sorry. Yeah. I would say this is more intense than the second half of a this football is, match. Exactly and I think that's a terrible analogy. That's, that's exactly a beautiful it. insight from a 15-year-old. <laughs> I'm 16. Oh, sorry, 16. Thank you very much. I've done my Deb and everything. <laughs> How cute. How, How was, was it? Deb? Yeah. Yeah. We uh, haven't heard was, from someone who's been to a Deb yet. It was really good. Um, I went uh, with my friend Jono. Yeah, great. Um, and, uh, and we went in a pink stretch hummer. Cool. It was oh, not supposed wow. to be pink. It was supposed to be black, but then they just called me and said it's pink now. And um, I'm 16, so I was like, okay. Um, and, you know, it was a lot of fun. Got to go to the after party. My sisters did not get to go when they went to their deb, so they were pretty upset um, mm. that I got to go. But I'm the youngest and I'm also a goody two-shoes, so I can be trusted. That's great, man. It was a lot of fun. I didn't get like, to do my Deb. My mum wouldn't let me do my Deb. Really? Well, yeah, That's she fun. was like, well, her whole reason, I was like, mum, please, because all my friends were doing the Deb, right? And I was like, please. And she was like, I'm not presenting my daughter ready for marriage. Mm. <laughs> like, I was like, That's fair. Yeah. Her, I, did, I, was like, I did wear a beautiful white dress. Yeah. <laughs> but because you could, you could bear children. 
Isn't that mm. what a debut? Uh, yeah. And I had, I did just get my period. Not don't even talk a year about ago. periods around Zach. Sorry. Oh no 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 no. I honestly, I was the last fre- of my friend group to get my period. I got it two years after. Everyone else got it, and then a two-year gap, and then I got it, and then the Deb. So but you have you know it now. What? It's they scheduled it at the right time, I think. Yeah, it's That's important. great. So you have your period now, though. Not right now, but yes. In your I life, get it every it's in month. your life. That's great. Cool. Thank you. Um, so we get to a point where Tom tastes another bite of George's mum's moussaka, and he goes, "There's time in this. Time being T H Y M E." Because yeah, I um, thought he was being clever and that maybe there was like a yeah. uh, trick your, question element to this competition. Did your mum put time into this? I was waiting for one of them to be like, love, George. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's love in this. And then George, George would have had to have said, have said yeah, He would exactly. have had to have said, yes, under this cloche is the love of yeah, my mother. Yeah, because what if he said there is no love put Could in this? You imagine, ben, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine a Greek mother, your son is on television? <laughs> and he suggests that you don't put love into your moussaka, please. Georgie, I am coming straight to set, Georgie. <laughs> All my love is in that moussaka. Anyway. Why are you disrespecting your mother like that, George? <laughs> anyway, so, Tom, there's no fucking time. Well, well, George does say, are you sure there's time in my mum's moussaka? Yeah. So and he gives him a second chance. Yeah, which was weird. Um, but it's because they want Sam out so bad. <laughs> Are you sure, Tom? Come on, Tom, man. Think about I, it. I mean, it's. I'm sorry. Why didn't he just say cheese? Obviously, they were like worried he'd have to say the type of cheese. But just say cheese, and then they they said what type. Then you'd be like, okay, never mind. Actually, I want to say salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just yeah, salt. Um. Anyway, Tom's gone again. So, and I care about that as much as I cared about it the first time he left. Um. Oh, ouch. I don't care anymore, Naomi. <laughs> I quite like Tom. I quite like Tom. I think he's a friendly, warm presence. He's fine. Um, <laughs> you know what my favourite thing that he said was? What? Um, you know, you're good, you're having fun on a show, and then you make one little mistake and say time and you're out. Yes. Also, and I, yeah. I use that saying all the time now. Yeah, you and take that I, with you forever. Because I think I love Justine also said on the next episode, this like a very similar quote as well, where she was like, this is the thing. We're now at the crunch time. We're now at the point where if you say time, you could be gone. <laughs> and it's like, I would be really, 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 really surprised if someone else now loses because they say the word time. If someone might run out of time while cooking a dish, someone might say another ingredient. If I need time's going to bring somebody else down. But the idea that someone's going to say the word time and lose, that would be shocking to me. Full on. Um, anyway, they go back to the house where everyone's eating the leftover masaka. Did you see that? I did. They were all sitting oh, around I the table eating the leftover masaka. It was really funny. And then I think um, Sam asked Julie, like, how are you feeling? She's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm all right. And he's like, good, 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 good. Sam doesn't know how to talk to anyone that isn't a 25-year-old boy. Anyway, enough beef with Sam. We then go into a master class, which Zach and I always skirt over because who gives a fuck? We watch, Amen. We watch George make lamb shanks with a yogurt crust, which, fun fact... Mm. I I attempt myself in about a year. Wow. And they're really good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they from memory they're really really good. 
So yeah, um, great. a yogurt crusted lamb shank, which is also in one of his cookbooks. So George has cookbooks. He was able to promote that. That was nice. Um, uh, Gary makes a crepe Suzette. Mm-hmm. And Gary also makes, uh, well, George makes a, a kofta? bloody kofta. The, so the open kofta I was a big fan of because um, they like, part of the whole thing is it's like the masterclass we've said a few times is Huey's cooking adventures but if there was an added layer of humiliation, of public humiliation. So if 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 Huey, before he cooks a dish on Huey's cooking adventures, goes, so today I'm going to cook an open kofta, something simple that you can make at home. And joining me will be someone that can't cook a kofta. <laughs> we proved earlier this week is not good at cooking kofta. Come on in. <laughs> so it's just it's always just this layer. So they got Chris up because he did his poo kofters. If you remember from our last podcast, he did kofters that look like poo. And Chris, like usually they're really good at like playing nice, but Chris was filthy. He was just standing there just filthy as fuck. Hands but on his hips. Kept And they kept being like, how's that, you know, how's the spice level? And he's like, Good, and then like then at one point, George was like, George was like, um, "Hey, Chris, do you want to, um, you know, do you want to, um, maybe you could serve this at your restaurant?" He's like, "Yeah, I guess I could." <laughs> it's so filthy. No, These masterclasses—they make me feel sick, to be honest. Because why? Just watching the contestants try to balance, and I forgot about that whole element as well—that they're they're being humiliated in that moment, but they're trying to balance like. Uh, seeming competent but also seeming interested so like asking the right questions you know but being like humble as well yeah. in the presence of these important chefs it just made me want to freaking throw up I the, don't know why there is nothing so worse than a question designed to show how intelligent you are yeah, you know the idea. It was of, like people asking questions at a conference. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like Julie's. Uh, that's amazing that you know much about conferences at sixteen yeah. years of age. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, You've been to many amazing. conferences. What's going on there, man? Did you do business in? Did you do one two business at school this year? Uh, business studies. No, I'm doing um, biology, textiles, maths. I'm actually doing. Um, I'm in year eleven, but I'm doing further maths. Um, which, oh wow! Yeah, so they take a few of us smart year 11s and they put us in with the dumb year 12s. Oh, cool! Um, Congratulations. Then, do you reckon yeah. you'll do engineering? Uh, I don't imagine why I would yet, unless mm. I like met a guy who was also doing engineering who I like fell in love with. Yeah. But what are the odds of that? That's weird though. Um, how That'd weird would weird. it be though if you did do engineering and then you became friends with me? And I didn't realise that you were an engineer until way too long into our friendship. And that every yeah. time someone referred to you as an engineer, I thought they were doing a bit and that they were joking. So I just and kind of went with it. Like, oh, admin. Naomi's really smart and that's why they call her an engineer. And then I later find out that, no, you are in fact an engineer. And we've been friends for years. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be weird. <laughs> That would be cuckoo crazy. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't have anything else to say about that fucking master class. Uh, well, Gary did refer to the crepes as crepes. I think oh, that, man. that should be acknowledged. You think that's rough? You think that's rough? Hearing crepe? Just wait till you hear him say tofu. Yeah. <laughs> tofu. Yeah. <laughs> 
Gary does some really Finally misses shit. moment to shine and he says, Tofu? I had a dream I had a dream um last night that they replaced Gary with a sexy Scottish man. And uh, I don't know they where would. that came from. Wow. They would they re- never. They replace uh they replace Gary with a sexy Scottish man. They replace um um Matt with it was just this vivid nightmare. Matt was replaced with um, someone that was as much of a toss bag as him. <laughs> and they replaced and they replaced George with um, just someone brutally underqualified to be a judge. Yeah, this but it's is, almost I like it's almost like I know the dream because I had it too. Um, it's almost like the replacement of George was someone so far removed from George. Almost like they were trying to make a point that this isn't George. <laughs> do you know why I think? Do you know Weird why I dream. think they would do that if they why? would ever do that? Because it's the those capitalist pigs at Channel Ten. Yes, it would be. They that. can't handle someone who, who they can't handle a socialist like George. What's What's wrong with capitalism? Um, I I don't know, but ever since I met George Columbaris, I've just really come to love the ideas he espouses, which is mm-hmm. all that stuff that we talk about on this yeah. podcast. Well, we go pretty hard on George. Uh, 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 I'm done. Yeah. Well, I hope I can add to that. Um, hopefully you just um, noticing how often he just like sort of jitters up and down. He does his little tiptoes. Mm-hmm. He, he loves the little tiptoes. Mm-hmm. I, I reckon it just comes from like a intense excitement to pay his workers. <laughs> yeah. But you've made a good point, Naomi, as well, about what's wrong with capitalism. Because can I just say very quickly, and then we'll move, wrap this podcast up. Um, I've got to say, I do love. (laughs) You've never done that before. The fuck was that? I'm just trying to mix it up. (laughs) Get the energy. Don't do Um, that. Don't do that, please. Don't don't do that. Um, My favourite thing to do is read the Forbes lists of rich people and just like lionize billionaires the richest person in the world currently is uh the microsoft guy Mm. and he's just so cool and we're never going to talk about the complexity of someone being a billionaire bill gates (laughs) yeah bill love Mm. bill gates love all the billionaires how generous he is how Mm. he has billions of dollars but he gives it all away but then he still has billions of dollars to give away he's it's amazing Mm. what he does i heard somewhere once that if bill gates dropped a $10 $10 note, he might as well leave it because in the amount, no, like $50 note or something. Maybe like, even more, I think. Yeah. yeah, if he, like, let's say a $100 note, then make it more exciting. Like, we won't edit that out, but let's just pretend I didn't say anything I just said for three seconds. I heard that when Bill Gates drops a $100 note, he might as well just leave it on the ground because by the time he's bent down to pick it up, he's made it again. That's cool and good. Yeah. That's the current convention now is that that's cool and good and good. It's for pretty you. fucking cool to be rich. That's why I want to pursue acting. Uh, to be really rich. Anyway, that's the end of these three episodes. Naomi, thank you so much for doing yes. our podcast. Um, I hope that we've inspired you to maybe create your own pod, 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 pod. podcast. Naomi, Naomi thank you so much, so much for, for being on the podcast. And I hope one day you make a pumpkin just like ours. <laughs> love to make a podcast i'd love to make a podcast you know what i'm just gonna copy you yeah, i'm gonna please. make another podcast about reality television oh cool what yeah. a, like what would it be called mm, i don't know maybe i'd name it after like uh if there was like a dating show mm-hmm. 
What dating shows do we have? Well, America's got one called The Bachelor. Yeah. Oh, imagine if they did an Australian Bachelor. I would love to do that. I would probably find another comedian to do it with. Maybe someone from like somewhere, diff- you know, like someone like Townsville or something. What about mm. someone like, um, I don't know, someone with a name like Daniel Walker? Sure. I don't know what it, I don't know what their name would be, but yeah, sure. Um, okay, yeah, And cool. we can call it something funny like uh, Batch Bitch. Do you know what I mean? Like we would bitch about The Bachelor. But oh, I, that's I'd clever. Have to make an Australian one. So, so what you're saying is that hypothetically in 2020, you might have a fairly successful podcast called Batch Bitch that you do with a comedian named Daniel Walker. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hypothetically, it could be successful. Yeah. Awesome. I think hypothetically in that situation, though, everyone should go and listen to it because it's so fucking funny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really, could, really enjoy I, you it. You know, we could even branch out into other shows that are even worse. Mm. Like if people got like Married at First Sight or something like that. Or married, married at First Sight. You put all the bachelors in like on in like paradise somewhere or something. That could be. Can good. I ask you what, what a bunch what of bachelors in paradise? <laughs> a whole bunch of bachelors in paradise. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds, that dig- sounds good. <laughs> what is married at first sight? That that is. What is this show? Well, like imagine if people. Okay, imagine if um you had like a bunch of experts mm. that like matched up people who they thought were like a good match mm. and then they just like they meet at their wedding that's morally reprehensible there will yeah. never be a show like that as if television yeah, will like never ass. stoop that low yeah well, then i think the problem with that show is that i think um eventually the producers would realize that the worse the match is the better the drama is mm. and so then they would intentionally mismatch people to create conflict and okay. um send the contestants insane to the point where they have um, emotional breakdowns um, and that would probably not be fun to review. So as if you'd want that to be your job that. though, like producing a show like that, you'd have to be a real cold cunt. <laughs> and I'll you people that produce shows like that. So I'm like, check out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you psychopaths. <laughs> um, no, I don't mean that. I love your shows. Um, awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much again, Naomi. And thank you to everyone who's listening to our podcast. It's nearly done. We're so fucking close. Um, we will see you guys or speak to all of you guys or, I don't know, we'll speak at you guys really. When? Soon. Soon. Yeah, and then uh, we, we are tinkering away with another idea or maybe a season two, maybe a completely different podcast. So um, let us know what you'd love for us to do. Let us know what you like about this podcast what maybe gets a little bit repetitive shoot us the messages and the dms let us know we want to hear your feedback um because we're we're this will be over soon and we're we're toying with the next idea which we'll do in 10 years maybe yeah maybe i, think, I reckon the in. next time the next time zach and i do a podcast it's going to be in 2020 and we won't do anything as stupid as setting it in a different year because <laughs> that would be fucking madness anyway we'll see you guys later see you later Bye. thanks naomi Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.